Welcome to Becoming Parents. This is number five in our series with James with Fit for Birth. How are you doing, James? Oh, I'm I'm very excited. It's going so marvelously thus far. I love I've loved your aha moments. You know, like oh. I love this is I I'm really excited to hear what your listeners you know how they you you apply these things and and what aha moments come for you guys too. So. You know, this is, I'm doing what I love most in the world right now. So thank you for the opportunity. Yeah. Today is upper body. <clears throat> All right. So upper body. Now, once again, this is segment five and hopefully you have gone through segment one, which is getting sense of what your goal, goals and needs, you know, your aches and pains and things are so we can frame it so you can understand what we're really building here, what we're doing here. Um, Segment two is the assessment. And hopefully that's where a lot of those aha moments have come from. And then we, we've been doing in segments three, four, and now five with midsection, lower body, and now upper body is building on that foundational basic of core breathing. And so with your upper body, the two major things that we're often going to be working on for upper body are things that many of you who, who've gone to the gym um, you know, and had trainers and worked out with weights probably already know. We just want to re reinforce some of those things. The first one is that when you do a pulling exercise, when you pull something toward you, um, like the bent row, which we will use that one today again, um, you want to feel it in your shoulder blades. That's the primary area to feel it in. And then when you do something like a push-up or a chest press, you want to feel it in your chest primarily. Now, most of the time, people feel biceps, triceps, arms. They'll say, oh, I feel it in my arms or I feel it in my shoulders. Sometimes they say, I'll feel it in my upper traps, right? My neck, shoulders, that area. All of those are technically to be considered overactive. Those are overactive. We need to turn on the underactive muscles. And typically, the underactive muscles for the upper body are shoulder blades when pulling and chest when pushing. So that's it in a nutshell. So we could literally start with those two. Let me let me start. I'm going to give you four exercises today. Those two will be the last two, though. Those will be the integrative ones. Okay. Let's start with um, with a prone cobra. We'll start with the back series, if you will. So a prone cobra means face down on the floor. And, you know, just kind of be comfortable there for a moment. You're going to then, once you're face down, you're going to bring your shoulder blades together. Now the objective is, is although I, it is fine, there's many ways to do this. I'm gonna say, go ahead and lift your head a little bit, but not that much. Go ahead and lift your chest a little bit, but not that much. Don't lift as high as you can. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna set a one minute timer. Okay. And in that one minute timer, I would like you to get tired between your shoulder blades. This is an isometric exercise. All we're doing is holding and waiting for your shoulder blades to get tired. Now, some ways to help are to actually bring your shoulder blades together every once in a while. One, two, three, relax, something like that. The second manner is to perhaps turn your elbows in toward your side, which turns your thumbs outward the other way. Uh, so yeah, how do I, how do I describe that? The, the elbows are going to turn, um, toward your side as though they're going from pointing at the ceiling to pointing toward your side to pointing toward the floor, if you can, while your thumbs are going to go from, uh, turning out to the side and up. So from low to medium to high, your thumbs turn up. It's external rotation of the shoulder technically. 
And if, and then you can lift your, that's one minute right there. So you can rest. Um, did you feel that between your shoulder blades? Yeah, <laughs> I felt it. And rotating my hands made it more so. And yeah. I liked when you said like, bring your shoulder blades together more and then rest them because then you can feel where that like burning sensation is. You can kind of ride that line of making it a little bit more and then easing off for a, a couple seconds so that you last longer. Right. Okay. So I'll tell you what, do it one more time and I'm going to build on that. Okay. So here we go. One minute begins again. Everyone gets started. Shoulder blades. Once again, you're, there's sort of like three mechanics. Your shoulder blades are coming together. You're, every once in a while, you can remember to do that. Every once in a while, please remember to turn your elbows under, uh, which means inward and under, inward. Um, and, and that means that your thumbs will sort of go outward and upward. And then you can lift your hands from the floor if you have the strength to do that um, and keep a slight bend in your elbows. The third thing though, besides the shoulder blades together and the elbows turning is sometimes to pull your shoulders down away from your ears, getting the upper traps to relax a bit. And so I've given you three things there. And then the fourth one would be, hey, do your core breathing just a little bit. Now, <laughs> yeah. I just thought of that. <laughs> yeah, no, I, yeah. So one thing at a time for the human mind, supposedly again, right? So um, last few seconds here, um, shoulder blades, elbows turned in and just waiting for shoulder blades to get tired. And there's your timer. Now, that exercise is to isolate. It's kind of like our floor glute bridge. We need to make sure we turn on the primary muscle before we then go and expect it to be in you know, use. So now, let's just go back to our bent row, except now I'll sort of coach you into a better looking bent row. Now, the, in terms of maybe put the camera up just slightly. Jen, for anyone who is a, a viewer here can follow along. Um, the thing that I wanna coach is stand up actually first, Jen. And when you come down this time, you know the old, the old rules most of us have heard of is bend your knees slightly, um, keep your back straight. I am gonna ask you to keep your back straight, quote unquote, right now. And what that means is that you're going to keep more of a, an an arch in your back as opposed to a rounded forward position. This is a stronger position. It's one that maybe if we're lucky, you'll feel like your glutes are holding you there. Yeah. Now don't be afraid to bend your knees to squat into it just an inch or so or something like you can if it's comfortable. You're very low and this is strong. It's a strong position. Do you feel you're holding yourself from your glutes? Because this has to be number one. Yeah. Great. If it moves to something else, let me know, but otherwise keep it in your glutes. You are welcome to stay that low. You can also come up a little bit if it's more comfortable. Let's choose a position of practice that's working for you. Use your core breathing a few times. So you've got it in your glutes and you've got your core breathing and we haven't even moved into upper body yet, but this is the foundation for our, our lower body has to have to be the foundation for it. Now, when you're ready, pull your shoulder blades together and pull the weights up the way that you know to do. And we hold there for a moment. Now just hold and breathe. Now you've got three things you've got to cycle through. Are your glutes still holding you? Are you still core breathing? And do you feel this in your shoulder blades instead of your upper traps or your other areas that it could go to? Yes. Great. So you've just done number one, lower the weights down. Now you do it again. We're only going to do, let's say four more. Hold there. 
Is it in your glutes? Is it in your core breathing? And is it in your shoulder blades? Yeah. And do it again. And now I'll sort of free you to kind of move at a pace that's comfortable for you because remember you, you pause every time. Now you see the difference in terms of how I'm trying to ask your brain to visualize this. It's a different exercise. <clears throat> you wow. are focusing on glute core and shoulder blades instead of just moving the weights up and down. Wow. That's, that's very intense. That's a lot more intense. Great. And that is, that is how I would train um, most people typically. Uh, oh, you know what I didn't mention? Face down is not something you're going to do when you're pregnant. If you're pregnant, right. go ahead and stand up and without the weights, do the cobra in a standing position. So the first pet part is, yeah, you can move the camera up maybe. The first part is, and I'm, I'm actually purposely not demonstrating so that I can talk you through it. So everyone listening can hopefully get it. So the first part is, is shoulder blades together and hold and just kind of hold for six seconds, five, four, three, are your elbows turned in? Are your thumbs turning from forward to outward to, to backward? Yeah, that's right. And then relax and then do it again for another seven seconds or whatever. Now make sure it's in your shoulder. It's in your shoulder blades, right? Great. Now you could do that five times, 10 times. We just did it a few. That's wonderful. Now hinge forward in a, in that partial bent forward position, but just partial, just like 45 degrees. So you're going to have a slight bend in your knees. You're going to squat into your butt a little, and now you're going to perfect. You're going to bring your shoulder blades together and just keep doing it here. Whether it's five second holds, three second holds, or 10 second holds, or just 60 second holds. Do you see the holds are shoulder blades, shoulder blades, shoulder blades? Wow, that's great. And so, and by the way, please use your core breathing now. Here's a great thing to do when you get a little more advanced with it, Jen, is bring your shoulder blades together and exhale. Now, again, remember, I don't like to tell you when to breathe too often. I'm going to ask you when to do it here because it's really a good one to learn how to do, even if it's not the one you end up using down the road. So what I'm suggesting is as you bring your shoulder blades together, exhale and corset that tummy. Use your core breath, that exhale portion to make your tummy smaller, close and lift the pelvic floor, holding the shoulder blades, three, two, one, and then inhale, relax the shoulder blades. And then on the next exhale, you will close and lift pelvic floor, corset or hug the baby if you have a baby in there, but otherwise corset your midsection, closing, lifting pelvic floor as you exhale, yeah, and then repeat. And you can see we can do that. I can set a timer for a minute or whatever, but you've just done it a few times. You've got it. So that's the way to isolate before we integrate. You you focus on turning on the shoulder blades, uh, getting them active before we you know go into a complex exercise of lifting the weights up and down, which includes more muscles and such like that. Does that make sense? Yeah. And that one, I actually kind of liked standing and doing it better. I felt, well, because laying down, I wasn't engaging my glutes. So I wasn't thinking about that when I was laying down in Cobra. And I didn't have to think about my breathing nearly as much. So doing it standing like that, um, actually, I had to think about it a lot more. 
great. Awesome. Yeah, so we've got some, if you're pregnant, do it this way. And if you're, or, and, and quite frankly, even if you're not pregnant, just choose the way that works well for you. And how do you know it works well? Because you feel the right muscles. That's the real key. You need to feel the right muscles before you make it more complex and before you make it more complicated and lift heavier weights and all that stuff. So now let's do our push series. So let's just go hands and knees. You can turn the camera down now. We'll be on the floor on the floor. So hands and knees, the very first thing is, you know, in general, I'm assuming your knees are below your hips and your hands are below your shoulders approximately. Be comfortable. Okay. Now, the very first thing is, do you feel this in your chest? You should <clears throat> feel like your chest is holding you up. Yeah. Now, there, there are some tricks to make this happen for those of you who maybe don't. Um, one of them is bring your shoulder blades together a little bit and sort of stick your chest down and out. I know. Yeah, that's it. Uh, the second thing you can do is to bend your elbows just slightly. And that's a good thing to do just to just to um, put the tension into your muscles instead of into your joints. Um, whoever is bending the elbows, you know, try it with us as you're listening. Go ahead and without moving your hands, keeping your hands right where they are, turn your elbows in toward your side slightly. This is going to turn on your tricep muscle a bit without moving your hands. Oh, without moving your hands. Hang yeah, on. without moving your hands. Now, and then so you have a slight bend and your elbows are turned in. Now, this is what's considered to be that compact, solid position from which to learn upper body activities, animal flow, bear crawl type stuff, push-ups, all that sort of stuff. So we can make this complete. Now, the first thing is, is are you able to breathe in this position? Believe it or not, some people will shut down completely here, your breathing. And so you literally have to spend weeks with some people to get breathing that inhales and fills the belly and ribs and then exhales and makes the tummy smaller. So if you're out there listening and you're like, I'm not sure if my breathing's working or you feel like it's, then just understand that this is extremely challenging position for many people. You're going to get tired in this position. And Jen, for right now, let's just sort of take a break for a moment since you've been there for like a minute or so. And then, and then when you're ready, let's go back in and do it again. And I'll start keeping one minute timers now. I'm gonna make it more complex now. So so here we are, a little bit of bend in the elbows, starting again, timer's beginning, a uh, little bit of turning the elbows in, and you're, you're into your core breathing. What I'd like you to do now is uh, tuck your toes, if you haven't already, and barely lift your knees from the floor, just barely, one piece of paper. No one should see that you move. Now, when you do this, please use your core breath. And then when you get tired, put it back down. And then when you're capable of doing it, pick it back up again. And you now have an opportunity to work with your breathing rhythm, where you can kind of breathe to lift up both knees just barely off the ground, which means that you will be resting on your hands and your feet, the balls of your feet, right? And then you can inhale to lift, or you can exhale to lift. So you're, you're conditioning that you're holding yourself. Hopefully, I know your arms are going to get tired. You got 10 seconds to go. I know your arms are going to get tired, and that is normal and fine. Try to make it chest. Try to, try to load your chest. Try to stay in a position that gets your chest to feel like you're holding yourself in. There's your timer. Rest off for a moment. That's now, Jen, do you feel like you're loading your chest? Yeah, that's an interesting way to say it, where it takes some pressure off and then it puts more pressure on by lifting your knees. Yes. And I also, um, I didn't, I breathed 
the breathing that worked for me was opposite of what I first started to do. So I love that awareness of like, that's not going to work. Um, I my knees when I exhaled, for example, and I thought it was going to be when I inhaled. Um, and I, you, you know, our body wants to do the least resistance, right? So I, I was focusing on keeping myself further forward to make sure I was engaged. Cool. Okay, great. Yeah. So, so the least resistance in this case is the place where you have your, your most dominant program and your dominant program. Most people's dominant program is going to be arms, shoulders, upper traps. It's not going to be chest. It's not going to be like chest out with the shoulder blades together type of thing. Let's try it one more time now, 60 seconds. And I'll show you a different version instead of lifting two knees. Timer begins. And so same thing, shoulder blades together, load into your chest, figure that out. Uh, Bend your elbows slightly and turn them in as they are. That's great. Now from here, what I'd love you to do is to lift one knee and foot just barely off the floor. Again, I, I, I want you to do small movements because it forces you to feel your inner core. It, it, it gives you a sense of how your body's working instead of flipping your leg out really far and wide. And then you can alternate just like we did in one of our previous exercises for core. You can alternate to put that one down and lift up the other leg now. Now, I'm not going to say this is any more challenging than or less than the last one. Um, it's just a little different. It, I, I would expect you to feel it a little bit more in your midsection, like your core actually having to, because uh, there's a rotational component here, and that's valuable from a complexity point of view. If you're, your brain learning how to activate core during a rotational stress, you have last few seconds here, and I would expect you still feel it in your chest, hopefully, mm-hmm. and of course your arms and such. So tell me what's your experience of that version. I like that one more. I have to focus more. I have to concentrate more, um, which I like because it makes the time go by faster. And um, yeah, I just, I'm not, I don't know if I can pinpoint why breathing for me, maintaining my breathing, breathing during the rotation. I liked the way that felt. Great. So that, I mean, that's just, it, it, it's interesting how different people will really gravitate towards a different way to do it for no particular reason um so that's really interesting yeah if i were to keep building those exercises with you here i would end up eventually having you lift an arm and then lift an arm and a leg together and then lift an arm and a leg and a knee so that you're up off the floor so we can keep building this and this is the foundation by which I help people to do push-ups for the first time ever in their lives sometimes you have to first have the postural hold. You can't just get better at doing push-ups with the wrong muscles or else you wear your joints away. And quite frankly, because they're the wrong muscles, your chest will always be stronger than your tiny front deltoid and your biceps and triceps. But if you never work it, then you can never access its strength. So most people are try to get better doing push-ups with the wrong muscles. And when I'm saying the right muscles, it's got to be chest and it's got to be your core breath with it. We're going to do push-ups in just a moment. Before I have you do that, Remember before segment two or so, we were one, two, we one, I guess we were talking about your elbow. Oh my God. Oh, That's so weird. So I can still, I, I cannot believe how much less it hurts. Um, That's really bizarre. <laughs> I mean, not for you, you expected it to be different, but it's such a relief. 
So it means that my hypothesis was accurate. Do you remember what I, what my hypothesis was? It was you're you're hyperextending. Yeah, and I said something like too tight is a problem, but too loose is also a problem. Yeah. So those three sets we just did turned on your postural system. You essentially have two types of muscles: fast twitch, slow twitch, postural and phasic or movement. And I just turned on your postural system for your upper body, and now you don't have the the pain, or it's greatly dramatic or dramatically reduced, right? Yeah, yeah. So, and and again, all of these are little aha moments for what type of exercise would be best for you to do. So here's, for example, when you, I know you said you're going to go back and do three times a week in the gym, for sure you need to make those three sets at three minutes with a very small uh, one minute, one minute, one minute with a small break in between. Postural muscles respond best from three to five minutes of consistent um, activity. So what I just had you do there was three minutes, right, of consistent activity with a short rest in between. So I I got your postural system to turn on so that the appropriate muscles would work there. So just remember that because that's one of your critical key um, uh, corrective exercises to take with you. I would suggest doing that before you then go into your exercise class otherwise, where it's going to make everything that you do better, just like core breathing and just like getting your glutes on. But for you, this is very specific now to you and not, not, you know, and, but, but what's interesting and the reason why I'm pausing to do it, obviously it's meaningful to you, but um, many of your listeners out there will have little aches and pains that suddenly magically disappear. There are reasons for that. And these exercises are, there's a difference between doing fitness to burn calories and doing fitness to, improve the state of your entire body your entire physical body your functionality let's do one more exercise it's the push-up now we can do it on your knees to start you were you really had a good solid movement before there's really just you know you even said chest and front delta front deltoid um i don't i just want you to use your breathing as best you can you said you had difficulty before let's get the breathing going with the chest as best you can take just six of them nice and slow maybe come down part of the way actually yeah do that breathe there once or once and then come up type of thing so i'm sort of i'm making that too difficult for you almost do something similar to that at your own pace nice and easy find your core breath use that core breath inhale fill the belly and ribs exhale close and lift the pelvic floor as you course it your midsection and use that to to lift yourself back up we come down we hold with the chest and then use that core breath to lift up Maybe one more time and then take a moment. Use that core breath. Okay, now take a break. I can see it. That's obviously challenging. Yep. The co- What's that? <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. So do you feel you're able to stay with your chest as the, as yep. a good? Okay, great. Sometimes, by the way, it's, and I'll maybe have you do it again in much a moment and try with your hands wider. Widening your hands tends to get more chest, and and oftentimes um, people are stronger in the arms, so they tend to close their their grip down. Why don't you take two or three here on your on your knees? You know, in time in the future, that's when I, you can you're doing a great job of holding at the bottom. This makes it much more challenging. So any listeners out there who want to you know follow along with Jen on this level, she's coming down holding for one one thousand two or three or something like that, and then coming back up. That really turns on the postural muscles. She's essentially we're exhausting the postural muscles that I was just talking about. 
Um, and and honestly, this is how you get yourself out of pain too. If you have shoulder injuries and stuff, if you want to slow it down, turn on the postural muscles. Usually many, many, many pains across the board are just simply that we're moving through things without turning on our postural muscles. So just by slowing down the exercises and doing them similar to how we've been doing, you can see things can start to really become better. Your elbow is better. Um, and for those of you who may have a shoulder thing out there, it's very possible that slowing it down will also make it better. Uh, obviously, don't. the second way to make it better is to use the right muscles. So get the chest, not just the arms or shoulders. How'd you feel anything new to add there? I, I preferred it out further. Okay. It did target my chest more, but I found it easier to, so I didn't have to shift my weight to make sure I was targeting my chest as much. So I liked that to target my chest better. And it was also easier for me to hold for a full breath going down. So I preferred that and getting the full, like doing all of the things. And instead of having my hands closer together, I felt like it was tough to get the breath um, when I was down lower and I didn't feel like I could stay down low as long. So, okay. I mean, it may be because it made it a little easier and a little more targeted and over time I can move in, but that made a big difference to me. Oh, great. Great, great, great. Now, what I'd like, I'm going to close off our lower body or our upper body session here and our final session for the segment. I'd like you to just say, what's sort of like looking at the whole uh, time we've spent doing this, what's the big takeaway that, you know, if there's only one or two things, what is it that this is meaningful to you? And then how can your listeners get it from your perspective? And then maybe I'll give my perspective after. Sure. I had a trainer once that told me to use the negative. You know, we always go up with the biceps or, and then down really fast. And he wanted me to go up and like really slowly go down to use that negative. And I loved that philosophy because it slows you down and you feel it more, which is exactly what you're doing. You're slowing everything down so that you feel it more. I think we are in a rush for everything in our lives and it's hard to just slow down. Like, okay, I have to do, you know, three sets of 10. Let's bang these out real fast. And mm -hmm. you're saying like do three or four and take time and breathing. And, um, I think the intentional slowing myself down and not feeling so much pressure to do lots and lots and lots, that's harder, I think, for us in our society, and it felt really good. So just like that using the negative, it felt like I did so much more work on my body in just these little sessions, like we haven't been on for very long, right? Um, and limiting it to like, two to four exercises that really target instead of five ways you can, you know, bust your butt and stuff like that. Um, I think there, I think when we're doing it faster and there's more and there are more types of exercises that get feels very busy and noisy. And this was very quiet and mm. I don't know how to say it a different way. And mm. I've been working out with and without trainers since I was 17 and I'm 52. So I really loved that you took something from my past using the negative, slowing down and using the negative. And basically that is everything. That's all you're doing is that slow, intentional use of that time. So that was a big takeaway for me that it's not about how much you do, it's about the way you do it. And that I had to think 
Like it wasn't boring and just monotonous, just squat, 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 because there are so many things that you're thinking about. Um, and it makes it go by quickly too. You're engaging your brain. So normally when I work out, I would say I am not engaging my brain. I'm thinking about the grocery list and switching the laundry and whose birthday's coming up next. And there you, you're, I was so focused on what we were doing. There was no outside noise. And I think that that is a really, really rare and beautiful thing mm-hmm. that you know, you, you can just focus so much on what you're doing and the time passes and it's not even a lot of time, but it was such intentionally spent time. My muscles feel more worked than they have in a long time. And I didn't do half as much time or reps, you know? Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm all for, I'm all, I'm all for that. But I think the hardest thing for people is going to be to continue to think about all the things and slow themselves down. And I'm really glad that I was forced to do that with you, you know, in this format, because um, that meant a lot to me moving forward and continuing to do stuff. Yeah. Thank you. I, I love to hear your feedback in general. I think that it's helpful to help um, listeners process like uh, changes they may also be feeling and and give access points to new feelings. I want to say that, you know, fitness is different than corrective exercise, and both have a place. And unfortunately, many people do fitness, and fitness is uh, without choosing the right muscles you know there's some nomenclature to it there's some like oh use your right breathing oh get it in your glutes but not as much uh is it being actually taught how to do it and so that's why i think that you know like uh, just one time going through some corrective exercises can last a lifetime in application to your fitness and and you know we're at a place in human history where we know that exercise and fitness is important how do we make sure we can keep doing that in our, in our longevity. And, in, and one of the main ways is you have to make sure your joints can handle it. And how do we make sure the joints can handle it? You have to use the right muscles. And so that's really my main take home message is one, one of the ones that you said, and that is it's how you do it. So how you do it is everything. And whether it's the slowing it down, slowing it down is just one of the methods that I was using to help you to get the right muscle. That's what it's always gonna boil down to for me. How do you get the right muscle? And so whatever exercise you're choosing, your listeners are choosing out there, are you using the right muscle? That's question number one. And and sometimes that might mean having to ask the professional, hey, what muscle am I supposed to be feeling here to get some feedback? And then hoping it's hopefully, you know, I've, I've simplified this into a few basic things. Abdominals, you should feel when doing abs, right? <laughs> and glutes, you should feel when doing lower body. And uh, chest you should feel when doing push-ups and and shoulder blades you should feel when doing pulls and you know things like this um, obliques you should also feel when doing rotational exercises so any of the times that you that you're in an exercise session and and well if you want to apply this you ask yourself one question what's the right muscle to use right now right and that's one guiding factor and then I'll say the second thing and the second thing is really what maybe should be the first thing. And that is, did you turn on your core breathing to come along with you? 
because the core breathing was the foundation, of course, of this series. It's It almost always is 99.9% .9 of the time. There are imbalances that are that are specific to, to each of us. And then there's imbalances that almost all of us have. And one of the ones, one of the imbalances almost all of us have is the breathing one. And if your breathing works, then your core has a chance of actually working. And if your core is working or has that chance of working, then your aches and pains and your function are all going to be improved. That's a one, two, three recipe that would be really critical to leave here with. Inhale that fills the belly and ribs, exhale that closes and lifts the pelvic floor as well as corsets around your midsection. That type of breathing 20,000 times a day leads to a core that knows how to react and knows how to function. And that leads to less aches and pains and longer longevity. And that leads to being able to be grandparents and who are still able to lift up our little ones, um, you know, well beyond what is the current accepted level of that. James, thank you so much for being on. This was such a great series. I've loved our time together. This It's been really amazing for me. And so I'm hoping that because I was the example that people can insert their issues here and get in touch with you and um, have a greater understanding of, of this. This was amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I really appreciate the opportunity as well. I will talk to you soon, I'm sure. Many blessings till then, okay?